Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Zach, founder of Bleh Coffee Company. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up. What's going on, caffeinated crew? Today on this episode, we're joined by Zach of Blech Coffee. Blech. Is that? Do you have competitions to see who can do the best? Actually, we have one running right now. Uh, so, as when this airs, th- by the time this is airing, th- it will be up and running. Uh, we are giving away a freeze year worth of coffee. Every two weeks, we'll send you a fresh bag or two, depending on if we have a new coffee or not. Um, we're probably going to end up adding in, you know, like a hoodie and jogger combo, you know, because this is some serious stuff. Um, we're really hoping that the community will rally behind us. We got some really big names. Uh, Abiotic John did the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then Kalen Drums did the drum track for it. So, like, we're already hooked up for success. These guys are huge on the scene, you know. So, I, we're really excited. They wrote something nasty you know john wrote it was going to start writing it out and kendall was like give me something like kubla Khanish. like i want like beat down and we're both like yeah yeah yeah." you know so he just went right at it and yeah dude oh it's brutal it's gonna be fun um so yeah what we're gonna do is let that go for like a month and a half we're hoping you know some of our friends and bands are gonna join in but we really want uh everybody to feel included by this you know i don't care if you have to do it off your phone i don't care if you have to you know you got a little recording studio in your in your house i don't care what it is just get it out there man i'm i I can i've been listening to metal since you know black metal was huge again and the the shittier the quarter the better so you know i I, I can pick through i can pick through (laughs) uh but we're yeah we're really excited we we're joined by some really good team and uh we're expecting some big things so y'all bring your a game guys that's right turn up the heat get your blech out um and uh practice your gutter rolls that's all i gotta yeah, say make about sure you that. keep that off camera the, the that black off camera you know don't don't be getting that in frame <laughs> yeah you want to do the the will ramos he's like the the king of it right Oh yeah, man. He's right. his his vocal range is really good. Like anybody in Project Vengeance, honestly, is like when they made that 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 heater of a of that track that just came out what yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, I I haven't even yeah. listened to it yet, but I saw the the promo. Ooh man, because uh, it's got all my favorites like Taylor from Left to Suffer, bro, bro. That guy's a monster, and he's <laughs> that's some Georgia <laughs> him and his some Georgia so bullshit funny. right there. Left to Suffer. Yeah, have you have you seen their like when they're on tour and stuff like that, like kind of like behind the scenes type stuff? You need to go no. watch some of that. They're so <laughs> they're so funny um well let's let's talk about before we get too deep in we should say what we're drinking what do you have oh, yeah. going on on your side i got my guji man i got my ethiopian guji it's a light roast uh it, i really tried to focus on the fruit forward aspect that you get from a lot of ethiopians i feel like a lot of people have been getting like you know more delicate and that's great getting the florals out of it and uh, really trying to bring out that soft uh that soft background which i think we've accomplished you know you'll taste a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, black tea-ish, jasmine tea-ish uh, flavor in the background. But yeah, it's that old school Ethiopian fruit bomb that everybody loves. Yes, it is. I have, uh, I will attest, I have a bag. I've made countless cups, different different styles, different genres, we'll say, of coffees. Espresso tonics, affogados, like we were talking earlier. Uh, on the AeroPress espresso, super, super punchy, like berry, fruit forward, which is awesome. And yeah. then on the V60, you can really get super, super clean, like some of the black tea, but still a lot of that nice berry. Uh, I'm I'm a fucking insane person when it comes to coffee. So the funkier, the fermentier, the better. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate that fruit forward, punchy taste. Um, yeah. Especially when it comes to that espresso style. Like if I see a coffee shop, because like you were saying, it it pisses you off earlier when it, there's only one blend on espresso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but can't. Here, I, yeah, it, it's annoying because it's like annoying. 
we have so many options now. So when I when there's a lot of shops here that still don't do it, but when I find yeah. a shop here that's like we've got a single origin espresso, I'll usually tap. I'll tag one on. I'll do a yeah. an FYTC, a fuck you two coffee moment, and uh, I'll get an espresso and a drip. Cause yep. oh yeah, oh yeah, make yourself a little uh, deconstructed red eye. That's it. That's it. Because yep. yep. we're 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 insane, but we're bougie. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I grew up near Napa and everything like that. So this is like, even our, like, you know, then being part of that, it's near the Emerald Triangle. It's near, we're, we're, we got a lot of bougie stuff here. A lot of bougie yeah. intoxicants. We're very, we're very, uh, chef's kiss about what we do to get us, <laughs> to get us fucked up here. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I really do love the, the bleh that I've been able to drink so far. Um, nice. and we'll, we'll dig more into the, the idea behind the coffee for sure. Uh, but I'm drinking that the Hacienda Sonora from Traffic, Montreal, one of my favorite roasters from Montreal. This is a, it's a uh, natural gesha. It has Oof. strawberry, mango, and passion fruit. Very, very forward on the strawberry, but a bit more of that, um, that sweetness of the mango comes through. Yeah, and the pluckiness of the, of the passion fruit. Yeah, it's very, very yes. good. Not, not crazy sour, like what you would expect from a natural. Um, yeah. But that I think the geisha balances because geishas are historically more delicate. Like, yep, 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 way more floral than anything. Yeah, thinking man's coffee, you know, mm. <laughs> thinking man's prog metal, prog metal yeah. of coffee. This is like the thinking rush. The thinking man's <laughs> the the, ro- the 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 animals as leaders of coffee right here. Right, the animals, <laughs> the the dream theater, the dream theater of coffee. Yeah, this is uh the Mike Portnoy of right coffee. the Mike. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a legend though come on by the way you know his son is the drummer for code orange no way yeah so you know jamie Ew. was playing drums and doing vocals now jamie's on vocals only and it's mike portnoy's son on drums that's so fucking, sick fucking monster yeah yeah how do you think mike feels about that going from like beautiful stru- like like just beautifully structured thought out music to go into something like just beat down his code orange like he's i bet you there was a little resistance like i'm sure you know being a musician especially you know i've seen your your son do so big it was a very proud moment but i wonder if any said he's like taught you since you were like can you even walk and this is how which would you fucking play like, classically geez. trained <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like can play can step on stage with any any prog band and just rip them to shreds and <laughs> plays in code orange but uh yeah i i just saw them at outbreak and oh it was man i'm sure that was insane phenomenal like probably yeah. one, of the, one of the best sets of the weekend and yeah you can like what i like about them is it is very violent very heavy a bit chaotic but it's all intentional so yeah, yeah. in the same way that like a dream theater is extremely intentional in how they write and the change-ups and things I would say code code orange approaches their writing and like the samples and the sounds and the things that they're yeah, using. Yeah, they're very tight. You can hear so, it. Very, very tight. It's like what um what the the DIY like pop punk scene kind of turned into. Like I don't know what happened with this band afterwards, and I know it's kind of like a sore spot for most people, but I can't like more like janky, you know, it's like they sound like loose as shit, but it's so tight at the same mm-hmm. time because they have like more jazz inspired musicians in it and stuff. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I would say like code orange, you could definitely hear it and stuff to the untrained ear. It's just hardcore, but for people who knows what's going on, actually, like, Oh, yeah. Whoa. You know, it's, they, they set things, they place things nicely. There's some, Oh shit moments in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they let you know that, you know, I like, guess cause we're a hardcore band doesn't mean we're all about the breakdown, you know, like they put enough care into everything else as well. Yeah. Great, great band. Um, little tangent there, but noteworthy. Yeah, um, no, I love it. What is your, what is your there's a question that I'm starting, I'm trying to get rolling for the, my coffee peoples. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, how do you brew? Aeropress is my love, my absolute love. It makes me feel like a mad scientist. I, you can do anything, you know, like I, I can, I, I, I rival any espresso from a cafe downtown. Now I'm not saying, you know, Hey, if you got, if you're sitting out there slanging on a Lamazarco or a Slayer or something like that, like, yeah, you can probably kick my ass, but for talking about these super automatics that are in cafes, it's, um, you know, you can do anything with it. Cold brew, which I'm not really a fan of, but, um, <laughs> I just did, touching on that. I was just on another podcast that came out on Friday and, yeah. uh, I had 
we were talking about cold brew and I was like, I'm a cold brew hater. And we had to yeah. talk about why, why cold brew in the coffee world is looked down upon. Well, I mean, okay. So I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I will drink a nitro. I love the feel and the impact that a nitro can give you. But if I have the choice to do, like, if they're like, Hey, we have a single origin, uh, iced, there's, there's no contest because no I contest. mean, cold brew, unless it is nitro, unless you're able to like basically reshape those flavonoids, whatever, whatever, whatever happens in that magical process. Sorry, extreme coffee nerds. If I just horribly offended you, um, it, it really ca- kind of helps bring that flavor back. But if you don't, it's kind of like wet dog hair. almost. Yep. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the flavor profile that just, that just comes out naturally, you know, like almost every single time, unless you have like, and I'm not going to sit here. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to sit here and formulate a cold brew just for a couple of months out of the year. Like you guys are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do cold brew collabs for when I do, um, like live concerts. If I go to, yeah, there you go. There you go. Just because for one, it gives my straight edge people something to carry around. Look cool. Exactly. Not just water. And then, uh, it's just easy because you can batch it. You can put it in cans. Like it's just, it's a good solution to doing a fest where I don't have to bring pour overs. I don't have to bring equipment. Yeah. I bring a big, well, yeah, then you got to worry about your ice. You got to worry about all this stuff. Cause who the, exactly. like I'm, I'm, um, that's our next step. Uh, speaking on that is to really start working with festivals and be the option, not, not have a vending booth, but be the option for coffee at the mm-hmm. venue for that, for that weekend, for that night, for whatever it is, you know, um, and especially people like I'm, I'm really, cause we're local and everything, uh, you know, in California, I want to really work with, uh, aftershock, you know, they're, they're later in the year. We don't even have to do any iced coffee. You can, I, I'm, I'm not really too big a fan, but we can batch it even, you know, if we do the Gucci, you should, if you got a homie with the ice, uh, Mr. Coffee, I brought it over to my buddy's house. I used his Bodum, um, you know, uh, grinder, put it yeah. in his Mr. Coffee and it was still so good. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, we can do this. Uh, I would love for Bled to be that, you know, I want to come out with, uh, an aftershock blend, you know, like I'm, I'm tasting a lot of honey, no, uh, honey lots right now. So they better, they better get up quick, man. Cause I'm, I'm, I might come out with these just myself. <laughs> these are real good, man. I got some, I got a Kenyan honey that I'm looking at. Wow. Uh, they're on the search. I think we talked about this last time for, uh, a coke honey for me. Oh yeah. Is, uh, uh, brandy wine roasters did one uh, yes. for the, one of the fellow drops. I'm, I'm looking for one. I'm like, I want to do one a little bit differently, but that, that is a, that's a, that's a good one. A good one. That would be a uh, wild, uh, the honey, the honey Kenya thing hasn't caught on yet, you know, cause it's mostly mm. like Costa Rica. Uh, those yep, yep. Central Americans are are big in honey right now. Well, what's funny is a lot of those coffees, you have to. You have to put peach maceration in. You have to do these things to get these notes to compete with these uh with these Ethiopian coffees, with these other yep. these Kenyan coffees that are expressing these, you know, absolute bonkers notes just naturally. Just natural. Even a washed Ethiopian is is uh, you know, it can be just as fruitful and uh forward as some like a Costa Rican honey. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, again, I love the adaptation. You know, it's just like watching the music scene. You know, a big band comes out like, man, I can't wait to see how, uh, you know, like people start kind of adapting to Knocked Loose's new single that, that came out. You know, like that's that there's definitely going to like that. That was a beautiful piece of music, you know, and just like when Will Ramos came and just flexed his nuts on Into the Hellfire, <laughs> you know, th- things change. Things change and people adapted. Yep. It was like overnight, like deathcore turned all symphonic. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Overnight, everybody was Demo Borgir again. Like it was yes. just so fun to watch. Like I, that was my, that was my absolute noise as a child. I love symphonic metal, dude. I love symphonic music. I think it's dope. And now you're going to add some core elements into this. Like you're just, y'all are making me so happy. I think I said this last time, wouldn't it be so fun to go back in time and like open up a portal to like a, like a bunch of like teenage black metal heads from like our teenage years and just be like, Metalcore makes the best black metal uh, around in the 2020s and just close it back up and just, oh man, they'll have them lose their mind piece. Like, dude. Yeah. But then, oh. yeah, I mean, it's, that was my one gripe back, back when everybody was on the demo board gear. It yeah. was like, it's so much and it's really good, but it's just so 
the same, like it's so continuous. And what yes. I like about the death core going symphonic and incorporating blackened elements is you get so much dynamic and like mm. change and variation. So that's what I like. Cause I love breakdowns, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean like black Dahlia murder, we would be nowhere, nowhere without, you know, black change, Dahlia murder and change the game. They did. They did. And what was funny was I originally thought they were a black metal band. Um, I, I told this thing, I was, I was, I was a young kid. Uh, I was like, uh, like eighth grade, I think when I first found them and stuff, seventh grade, something like that. So I knew what it, I knew metal and all that since like, you know, elementary, but you know, you're just coming into your own at this point. And I offended him so bad. And he, like, I always held that true that black Dolly murder is the best black metal band to ever be. <laughs> like they're more sinister sounding. They, their lyrics are just insane insane so dark so so he sounds he can sound like like something from the depths of hell or something so decrepit like a like a goblin wizard you know what i mean like yeah. it's yeah there's there's nothing like that out there there's nothing like mm -hmm. that like i love my black metal I, I got raised on mayhem and burzum and all that other stuff but you know it's the I, it's funny because it's i use this analogy for a lot in life like if i, I don't want to go somewhere because i don't want to deal with the people there like i want to go see to this event but I know the people that are going to go to this event. And I really don't want to be around a bunch of people like that. I always say yeah. it's like disturbed, you know, of course we all want to go get down with the sickness, you know what I mean? But <laughs> then you have to be around, around a bunch of disturbed fans. <laughs> Same thing with black metal. I love y'all. You're my friends. You know, a lot of you, a lot of my friends are still black metal kids, but come on guys, let's all be friends. Let's can, can we put the, the core and metal thing to rest finally for once? Yeah, that's yeah. I, you know, let's, it's a spectrum, right? Let's just, <laughs> Let's blend together. So give me the the reason. Why coffee? Why black? Connect these dots. You know, uh, we kind of said it earlier about like, you know, there's a bunch of factors. I love the scene. I mm -hmm. love the scene. I think that um, anything I can do to give back and to show my, my passion and to bring good shit into it, um, you know, for people to, to connect with, I think that's, that's the main goal in life, right. Is to connect with people through your own, your own production in yep. a sense, whatever that may be, uh, any kind of art, any kind of work, engineering, any, any, anything can be, you know? So I love coffee like through and through, I, I worked in cannabis for a lot of my life. And, uh, especially when I'm working in accessories or with actual product, uh, you do testing. And when you do testing, you get extremely high and when you get extremely high and you need to fill out all these, you know, test sheets, like these basically write an essay right. on the cannabis or the vaporizer that you're working on. It's frustrating because you can't think. So you drink a lot of coffee. Um, and then after a couple of years, you know, like I've, I've been in cannabis since I was 17. I'm uh, 34 now. And it, it, it became more about the coffee. I'd, be, I'd get really stoked because if I, if I knew I was going to be testing, I'd go pick up some wild ass coffee. You know, I'd go, <laughs> go to fellow really quick and get me some, get me a couple bags of something nice so I could be really stoned and then be like, Oh yeah, this, go, this might go well with that, that, that tree I'm about to be getting. Cool. Sweet. Um, oh and God. that passion kind of fell off. You know, I have kids, multiple kids. I can't be, I, I, I'm already not there enough, you know, like just being ADHD and, uh, being hella baked all day just wasn't conducive in my life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when we had our second kid, I just said, fuck it. I just said, fuck it. I need, I need, I need to do this. I've been building other people's businesses for a decade. I finally want to do what I want to do. And the talk slowly went from putting out a cannabis thing, which I could have done just as easily um to just for saying fuck it and finding somebody to, to you know like finding people to do coffee and finding a company and finding a reason and finding a niche and it all just fell together so funnily in a sense like we just me and my creative officer and uh, an early member uh just kind of put it out there and i started just kind of messing with the social media and it hit not with our friends and family, just uh, just them, but with random people. We started getting orders in, and it, it just kind of we started kind of cackling about it. And we put some juice in, and you know, actually started getting to work on designs and doing that. And it's 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 flowing, you know, mm -hmm. the tap's going. But my main reason is, I I just want to give back, and I want to show my love for the scene, and you know, just like any other person on this earth, I want to spend more time with my family. You know, I, I want to only do the things I love, mm -hmm. and uh, I I'm not saying that anybody can get out here and do this but guys if you have the fucking drive if you think you can 
in your teeth enough to to uh, stay in the game and get it done. There's ways to do anything you need for pennies on the dollar and to get out there and just find your, to, to do your passion. You, know, you don't have to be working under somebody. You don't have to do anything. But I'll tell you that starting your own project is is frightening. It's terrifying. You know, I got I got a lot of shit riding on me every single week. Um, not only in the business, but in my personal life, you know, so I have to juggle a lot. And, uh, a lot of people say they want to be a CEO, you know, because they just think they're going to sit in a room and make these fucking bird's eye 300 miles up from space ass decisions. Just be, yeah. Oh yeah. I text my marketing team and my creative officer at two in the morning, you know, like fucking be like, like, but still laying out the groundwork most of the time you know i'm still going out and doing all this stuff i'm doing everything i'm worrying about the business 24 fucking seven right i don't sleep i don't stop working only time i'm not working is because i'm a crying ass baby in my arms <laughs> you know like i don't get to do anything so don't start a fucking business thinking you're just gonna sit there and get to do all these ideas now you have to do everything you want mm-hmm. and all the shitty parts to go along with it you know um but don't stop that's yeah. all it takes if you don't quit and you keep going and you treat your your fans nice, you'll find a way to make it happen. Right. Fucking great advice. I know that uh, for a long time when I was like, my my dad started and owned and sold businesses and things like yeah. a couple of times. Um, so I've definitely seen the the twenty four seven yeah nonstop. so even literally when I started sweating getting, like yeah looks at his phone and automatically starts sweating for no fucking reason and it's just right. like why am i so scared of this call you know it's <laughs> it's it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it's all on you it's all yeah. on you you know i i gotta i my marketing team there uh adam from dropout kings homie does wonders for the business but he's always gone, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll step in and I'm, I'm sitting there dealing with the day to day on the marketing, you know, uh, our social media manager and photographer, she, she ph- photographs for big bands, big ass bands. Um, you know, like she, same thing. Hey, you're on light duty this week. That's totally fine. You know, just help me come up with some ideas. Uh, and if you need me to post on the, the platforms, just let me know, right. you know, um, it's, it's about having like a, being the, the, the big man in the seat, you know, means that you have to do everybody's job because the, if you don't do it, you know, you're the last guy, you're the last run on the ladder, right? you know, like you always get stepped on first and last. Uh, so if you, you don't do it, it does, it doesn't move. So right. you got to do it, you know, and, uh, my creative he can shit out designs like no one's business, you know, but, um, it it doesn't matter. You know, he's still got a day job. He's really important over there too. And it's, uh, it's working with creatives, you know, is, is just a hard thing in general, a very hard thing. Uh, you know, I like, I like to consider myself an artist, but I realize that I, I would consider myself a creative person, but am I, am I, am I a creative at my core? Not really, not really. You know, I'm, I'm much more linear, um, and I get blocked way too easy. Uh, like watching, watching like my creative and even my, my media team kind of like get to work. And even when they ask me to build an asset, you know, they tell me the exact parameters of what they want and I can put it together real nice. Like anything you see on the social media, most of the time it was me building it, you know, like, uh, creative does the logoing, the labels, the, the, the big heavy work. And then I just slap stuff together and, you know, I like create the, 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 the framework for something while he, they can flesh it out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like what you would think of a CEO, but it's, it's more intense than what people think. It's way more intense. You don't just get to be some fucking asshole in a chair ever, <laughs> ever, ever, uh, ever sell the business. If that's what you want, you know what yeah. I mean? Sell the business, buy a fucking chair, go sit. <laughs> <laughs> so where does the, where does the streetwear come into play? Yo, I mean, me and my chief of creative, Josh fucking Tyler, man, this, me and this man have been trying to do this since we were kids, since we were fucking kids. Like we've always loved, you know, like the fashion aspect of our scenes and everything like that. And, oh man, um, it was just going to be coffee, but I have a huge bone to pick with what we call streetwear these days. Um, I think that a lot of these younger generations, they dress like JC Penny catalogs from when we were fucking kids. 
and they're calling it streetwear when they're wearing $500 shoes, when they're wearing hell expensive shit. And that's not what streetwear was. Streetwear was shit from like Zoomies and fucking even Hot Topic and all these things where it was tight, but it was a $25 t-shirt, a pair of trip jeans or something, Jinkos like that would be fucking expensive. But they're made to last, you know, they're mm -hmm. not and they're not they're not outrageous. They're nowhere near high fashion prices. It is the antithesis of high fashion. And I hate that we're bringing this 200, 300 dollars sweatshirt into what we call streetwear. You know, um, I know how they're made. Don't fucking lie to us. Shut up, dude. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. You're not doing anything special. You know, all you're doing is, I get it, make your money, boo-boo. And if you have that type of clientele, that's great, but that's not who I'm attracting. You know, I want, I want my fucking, I want the parents to pick this up for the kids because they think it's a, hey, that's a good deal. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I know he's probably just going to go skate in it or get it ripped up in a mosh pit, but who fucking cares? You know, it's still a good deal. Like just like, to be carried in like zoomies or something like that would be like a dream come true. I used to work at it. I loved yeah. it. You know, like who, if you didn't work at a skate shop as a kid, man, I feel bad for you. I really do. That was Such one of the best experiences vibes. of my life. You know, like, and so it's streetwear has always been really heavy on me. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to bring that classic, that classic feel back and have like, kind of like our own little refuge, you know? Uh, and what we, we were talking about the other night was we have this perfect balance between the board, me, Josh and Adam. Like I am 100% still just like an old, like scene kid. You know, I wear a black Gildan hoodie because it's super aggressive most of the time. I have a couple oversized fits, but I like my super aggressive can shit still show off my studded belt type fit, skinny pants, band tees, and a, you know, like a backwards fucking hat. You know, like I am still a little scene kid. That's just, yes. and I love that. I love that basic and aggressive look. My chief of creative, he's really into like more of like the tech and like the goth fashion. He's a, uh, he's gender fluid and like really just fucking pulls off literally anything he puts on. And it's fucking hilarious, right? Like man will, man will show up in a crop top and a skirt and you won't even realize it until like an hour goes by, you know, like natural. It, yeah. He's natural at it. Yeah. And then our uh, Adam, you know, you see his style over social media. He's got the, the sick ass button ups, a little bit of chain wear and shit like that. He's, he's a little bit more flossy and everything. And I think, when we put our heads together, we do make sick shit. Um, our first drop where it's all three of us putting our heads together is coming out and I love it. I think it's like a perfect mix of all of us and it's, it's, it's tight. I'll send you over the, I'll send you over some stuff, man. Ooh. It's really cool. So yeah, I think I, I, I just, on the streetwear thing, we just have a, we have a, a perspective that nobody else is doing in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, uh, I, I loved your statement about like the, oversized $300 hoodies and things like that. Cause I remember when the term streetwear, when I first started, it was like diamond, like it was skate brands. Right. So like before that it was like, obey, the obey. I don't care what anyone says. Obey can do no wrong to me. Shepard no, 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 is a I'm, genius. I'm, I'm the biggest obey proponent. Right. Yeah. Ever. It's just part of our, it's part of our, our micro generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then you got lurking class out there doing, double-sided prints with the freaking with the the sleeves done on a long sleeve and they're still charging okay prices that's you know, like a 30 dollars shirt honestly yeah for their long sleeve it's about 35 40 bucks yeah for all printed all over all over we were able to successfully with diamond and a couple of like pink dolphin and all these guys they successfully mm -hmm. brought a little hood into streetwear again which didn't really happen anywhere but hardcore at that time, yep. you know, yep. like, especially out of the Bay area, we were all about our thug core. So, you know, like we had animosity even who weren't even thug core, but they put out thug core ass designs. So we'd have these gangster ass things. And so I really enjoyed that, that bridge. Right. I started seeing the cut, like a bigger variety of people starting coming into zoomies, which was awesome. I love when people are, are feel like, you know, like they may be niched in a culture, but they're allowed to now explore because of that, you know, like when, when emo rap, whatever we want to call that came out, you know, Big like fan. suicide boys and Lil Uzi Vert and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Like, I love these guys. I think they're more like a lot more punk than a lot of people out today. City Morgue, City Morgue is by far my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And when th they came out, I think it gave a whole generation of kids who were, who loved hip hop, like a chance that a lot of people we grew up didn't have. And that's expression of feelings and mm -hmm. uh, explore exploration into yourself and everything, you know? I will say one thing that we went from sellers music to buyers music. And, uh, I'm not really a fan of that. Cause I mean, I, 
definitely like my old school, like three, six mafia and shit, you know, like <laughs> we have the drugs. You want the drugs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, type mentality. Yeah, it's, it's very much. Yeah. It's yeah. We, we lost the whole, like, yeah, I think true, it kind of changed true, the outlook of your, a generation. Yeah. Like you're writing music or you're putting out product for a specific audience instead of doing yeah. something that you like and having the audience come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with SoundCloud and all this stuff, it breeds so much variation, right? Like mm-hmm. a huge, a huge spectrum of its, of itself, like a, like of this DIY artist. And I'm, I'm proud that they have that too, you know, cause that they don't have punk basements like we do. They don't have fucking hardcore venues. that's just somebody's backyard or, you know, know. A farm shop. They don't have that kind of stuff, but now they had a refuge for these people to get seen by everybody, to have that support, to, to have a DIY scene. And it was really fucking cool. Yeah. Really fucking cool. Some, some, some whack shit on there, but, so <laughs> in, in, the, in the midst of all of that, there were some gems. What do you think about these kids? Just like, cause I, I, I I'm tattooed. Um, I kind of broke a couple rules about, you know, like traditional placement and everything like that. Um, I went farther down on my arms than I should have first before I, uh, got, a, you know, like some of the uppers done. Um, but you know, like there's, there's rules to it. You know, you start, you're supposed to start on your chest and you, you move out. Right. And, um, getting your arms done. Hey, cool. That's just a thing. Sleeve it up, bro. Sleeve it up. Let's go. Uh, but these kids just going off and getting face taps at 18. It just terrifies me. That's commitment that I'm not willing. Exactly. To do. I got trust issues, homie. Yeah. I'm not a, I got money no. problems. I need to deal with first. I, I need, I need a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my, I'm going to get, uh, a session done next month. And, uh, my we were we were just talking about like you know i got a milestone i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna get my logo like my b uh, like under my eye and stuff like that but at a milestone he's like hell yeah that'd be fucking sick and you know like i uh, i get the i got this so i can't get a job and i have to do this oh I, I i get the motivation homie i get it but you can do a couple of little steps first you know to like kind of make sure that you're stuck in this not like destroy your face are you the my main thing is is your grandparents dead because I, I i i'm not trying to get it cut off by my grandpa you know and i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna let my grandma see it right if and i if i roll up i wanted like, frankenstein bolts right before they die like you know before they died and everything like like actual frankenstein bolts like uh like the uh anchors yeah, yeah. i'm so glad that they lived until i was a fucking full functioning adult you know, right. <laughs> stop me from a lot of stupid shit. Uh, but what you do, you again, once again, you know, if yeah. you shit, there's, there's 20 year olds out there that are making more money than we can ever fucking fathom. You know, if you would have told us at 20 years old, homie over here is making three mil a month. We, I would just ask him, you know, like, where does he go? Peru, Colombia, you know, like I, <laughs> the, the desert, you know, there's some, there's some stimulant here that they're selling. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like, you know, it's a lot of kids possible. when crypto came out, a lot of these like 20 year olds were, you know, a bit like teenagers, teenagers getting their parents at, to sign up for a wallet for them. Yeah. It was at know? the dollar when it was dollar to dollar. Yeah. And now they've all got, you know, portfolios. Insane amounts. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, I know a realtor down in San Diego that, uh, uh, I met at a coffee shop one time and we got to talking cause we were sitting there waiting and then just, just ended up making each other laugh for a second. And, uh, I was asking him, you know, about his clientele and he's like, he's like, dude, all this week I'm dealing with like people that are six to eight years younger than me. Um, he, and it was right after the crypto boom, you know, like the big, the, the GME boom and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it, you know, he was, yeah, he said that he was dealing with all his rent, like all his beach properties were going faster than he can deal with. And it was all sub 25 just man i hope i hope you know that a lot of that is though it's parents instilling into their children young you know but you can youtube can say whatever the fuck you want but instilling in your children young you know like the value and what you have to do and to be creative and to find other options to make money um i don't like fucking gurus i hate them Mm -hmm. a lot of the time i think that i was a salesman for a decade i'll take bits and parts from every single one of them but none of them know the truth you know because every person is different it's just good to have these tools in your pocket um but uh 
one thing that I do, I really live by this statement is it's easier to make another 10 K than it is to fucking save it any day in this market. And the today's whatever we have with all the options out here, it's easier to make another 10 K. Mm-hmm. You can do a bunch of shit. You can make a fucking podcast and talk to assholes like me, you know, <laughs> it'll catch. That's what sounds. My 10 K is coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that sound out right now. That's like, here's how I make another uh, a 5k passive income per month. I don't do that. I don't even know what it means or whatever. This shit cracks me the fuck up, dude. Oh, well, yeah. Like, uh, don't ever. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Children, adults, dogs, cats. I don't care who the fuck is listening. There's no such thing as passive income. No, <laughs> no, no, there is not. <laughs> oh, God. Passive income means you literally sit on your ass and money comes in. No, 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 no. You got to see, you got to fucking put the effort in up front at least, you know, and if you want to build, well, I could just have shipping a, scams, right? Like, like there's doing a business where you incorporate drop shipping as part of it. Yeah. But then there's like these passive income drop shipping where you, you still have to make a fucking design. You still have to place yep. it on the product. Like there is work there. Yeah, if true passive income only comes from one thing, and that's having a lot of fucking money and knowing where to place it. You know, like in, there, for for me, passive means that I could set it and forget it. There's nothing right. you can set and forget. Uh, a drop shipped item, it's gonna run out. It's they have they have a shelf life. You know, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna fucking be as hot as they were three months ago. You're gonna have to find a new product and start There's from trends. square There's one. There's market trends. Like <clears throat> the the stock market, bro. That's fucking. That's risk. That's risk. I was working with this dude when, um, yeah, fucking the, the GME first started, right? And he put 2K in one night and called an option. Barely understood it. Came back, it was 6K the next month. Came back, it was 20K. Didn't see him the next day. You know? Like, that's that's how it is. But the man didn't sleep. The man didn't sleep. I texted him like a week later. Oh, where the fuck you go, man? You know, because we exchanged numbers and stuff. We, we smoked in, in the middle of the, you know, like our, we, we were contracted by this company. <laughs> he was tech and I was, I was the, the, the biz dev guy. <laughs> we both knew. Oh yeah. We just walked out, walked out, didn't even say a word. So like we both walked out front where he's, he's like trying to smoke. I was like, oh yeah, that's why I followed you. He's like, I followed you. <laughs> you know, so he's just, and yeah, it was so funny. Uh, he barely knew anything about it, but he didn't sleep. He lost a lot and he said he fucking, you know, like he almost wrecked his family mm-hmm. by the time it was all done. He's like, yeah, I still came up, but I went from like 200 G's back down to like about 10 grand above what I put. And my wife said, she's going to fucking leave me if I didn't take it all right now. So I ended up taking a loss after taxes, you know, and he's like, it's only a little tiny bit, but bro, I almost lost my whole fucking family, you know? And like, that's another thing right there, bro. Like if, <laughs> if you don't have to put in work, it's going to stress you out. Yeah, that's true. Build. Cause you're. You, that means you have no control over it. No control. So no. Yeah. I don't, I don't do things that I have no, that I don't have a direct handle on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to my money, I don't go gamble. I've been to Vegas so many fucking times on conventions. Had I, I played at a lot of tables, but it's on my companies or somebody else's company's fucking dying. You know, I'm not, I'm not over here spending my own money on shit like that. No, thanks. been playing no, cards since I was a child, but no, I don't oh, suck. Uh, well, let me know what, what Blech has coming up, uh, things that, that give, give me the plug. Pl- All plug right. Your, so your time. man, we're doing some cool stuff right now. So we're doing that black contest. That's going to be really rad. Um, we're going to be doing after that. Uh, how do you enjoy your black contest? Because we understand not everybody's got a fucking set of pipes on them. Even if they do, not everybody's, um, willing to do that, mm-hmm. but show us how you enjoy it. Make me a funny video. You know, make us make us laugh. Show us some like if you got a good setup, yeah, dude. Give us some sweet, sweet coffee porn footage. You know, I don't care. It's just gonna be fun to see what people send in. Shit mm-hmm. in the bag for all I care. If you dr- got drink it though, yeah, you guys said, how do you enjoy your glass? So if you shit in the bag, gotta drink it, sir, ma'am, Man. or other. <laughs> right. Damn. Damn. Please don't. Oh God, I can already see. See, we were gonna do this thing called Masha of the Month, but we had decided to not to because we just. 
we didn't want another mad against us or anything like that. You know, we don't, we don't want to upset anybody and we don't want to condone absolute violence, you know, like on a monthly basis. It's just yeah. not, we love the carnage hardcore shows. I mean, that's why we go to these things. Right. But we're not out here telling people to go hurt each other, you know, even like on like jackass and stuff like that or <laughs> anything like that. They'd say like, please don't send in your stunts. You know, mm. please don't, please don't endanger yourselves for our sakes. The same thing guys. Like, have fun, be cool, but, but don't be out there in danger and for any any fucking company's sake. We don't know you. We don't, we can't. It's not that we don't care about, we can't because we don't know who the fuck you are, Jim Bob. Like, <laughs> fuck. Um, and so, but on the coffee side, I kind of hinted it earlier. Mm-hmm. Homie, we are, we're stepping into a new, new level on the coffee. I slashed half our coffees off the list. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt, if I was to give you you know, my way, way to Nango. If I was to give you my, my, uh, any of my other, like the brews I slashed off the list, um, the Tamana, you would be able to make an absolute great cup that you'd be able to rave about, but you have all the brewing options, all of the equipment to make a good and the knowledge behind, okay, that you, you taste, you'd cup it once and be like, all right, I probably need to do, you know, like a higher temp. And then, you know, like actually like work on the extraction, you know, through mm-hmm. to get these cherry nougat, beautiful flavors that I can get, but not the fucking average Joe. And that's who I'm really selling to. I don't, I know that it's metalheads buying my coffee. I haven't really forayed into actual specialty coffee heads because y'all scare the fuck out of me. I make one wrong move and y'all are going to beat my ass. Like I'm at a fucking ceremony show in like the early thousands. Homies like, Hey, fuck me up. The violence, violence era. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I had a chance to go to the, uh, the show, the Berkeley show. That's all over YouTube. I had a chance. I didn't go because I was a young fool in love. So oh, stupid. no. I know. Was, I didn't know. You didn't, that's another thing. Like, you don't know. You never know when that moment. Until they're gone. You never exactly. know until they're gone, right? Um, but yeah, so Blaze also, we're looking at a lot of honey lots. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that's just going to, no matter how you do this, Mr. Coffee or a freaking, or, a, you know, like a, a Slayer, you're, you're going to be able to just get absolutely punchy wild notes that most people haven't tasted before um i'm looking for this one kenyan man that tasted like just uh no it was rwandan sorry they tasted like a cup of honey it's like dried figs and raw honey and it was just crazy you know and uh, that's kind of kind of be our i'm hoping to bring it in on a on a daily basis and then uh yeah yeah on the streetwear side we've been doing some cool stuff so awesome summer drop that's coming really soon should be out by the time this is out it should be pretty rad. We got a, like a vaporwave design nice. and uh, just a really classic like death. We're going to start le- leaning into it. Uh, we hired my tattoo artist and like renowned tattoo artist. He f- travels all over the country, you know, to guest spot, goes to all these conventions. You know, he's cool. Like his, all his homies are, him and his homies are just like well-known. Uh, he's going to be doing us some designs. He's going to be doing like a little anime death like design. Should be pretty sweet, you know, because he's got this like creepy cute type uh type feel to him when he wants it should be right. really nice yeah and we're gonna kind of lean into the death but keep it fresh you know it's gonna be, kind of be our avatar uh but we're always gonna be looking for artists that do it in a way that people haven't seen before or just you know like a classic wow to the t bad motherfucker old dirty dermot we're looking at him too as well he does some bad stuff some really cool like vector style old school like rat rod type graphics mm-hmm. um yeah we're just exploring you know, on the, on the streetwear side as well, we're, we're finally at a place where we could kind of just pick what we want to do a little bit. And, uh, everybody's wants to dig in marketing's gonna start doing some bigger pushes. Uh, you know, so you guys will start seeing us around a lot more, uh, which is nice because before they came around, uh, I don't know if you've ever messed with like trying to build an audience for your ads or anything like that on social media. Homie, I, I, I I had to take a shower after every time because I'm sitting there like literally sweating and shaking. My my wife's coming out to me. She's like, "Are you okay?" I'm just like, "No, <laughs> wasting money, like freaking out, about to cry." Like, right. Oh, so now that we have a proven system, I'm not just like shitting into a can and hopefully it turns into gold and we're gonna be able to, you know, <laughs> have you guys see us, which would be nice. Yes. Get our name out there. Uh, so yeah, it's big moves. Big ass moves. Um, you'll be most excited about the coffee. I'll actually probably be hitting you up on the back end, think, seeing what you think. Maybe send you some like mystery beans. Yeah, 
if you that yes. would be actually sick is if you if you did send me mystery beans and then after i try it send you what i think oh hella down hella down do a blind tasting yeah buddy there's oh yeah i'm gonna send you something there's, from like from like fucking like guatemala that's gonna taste like a freaking like something from africa <laughs> just to yeah. fucking throw you off there's ah! there's content there there's content that can be there's made. a lot there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, what comes out. Cause I know Adam, uh, came on recently. Yeah. Um, and then he's been a joy, man. He knows everybody. So it's right. the, the things that I thought were aspirations, you know, the, the, uh, are, are just now just in a back pocket, you know, mm -hmm. expect some, some crazy coffees to come out with. Um, I'm not going to say what I really want to say because it's, you know, still kind of, just waiting, waiting for the right moment. Um, but I'll say, I can't wait to look back and think about all of, about all of this all in a year. There we go. If you, if you caught that drift, <laughs> yeah, well, there's something that is something, something crazy is going to happen, which is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's we're, we're going to get places. I promise you that we're, uh, we're, currently designing dropout kings clothing again they were going to do a regular line the swimwear was cool we liked it we liked it a lot but we want to uh, i love doing tees you know it's it's my thing or long sleeves and stuff like mm -hmm. that so it's I, I can't wait to get my hands dirty on those designs and that should be really cool they pulled my arm dude they pulled my arm hella hard like three or four meetings of us talking about their coffee and them just being like dark roast dark roast dark roast I'm sitting there like telling them literally like fuck you no fuck you no dark roast <sighs> found one that might work really yeah it's like an african trio it's very okay. good it's very good it can be roasted dark it's very good even i like it and i'm i can't stand anything past the medium mm. and when you start talking about cities you're making me like gag but uh this is, this is, uh, this is good. This is good. And there's a lot of, I, I get it. There's a lot of people that like dark roasts and especially in our culture, you know, they don't know coffee. So that, that, oh yeah, dark, dark's what I like. They don't, that's, mm -hmm. I, I did a 30% off my Gucci because it's my lightest roast. And I said, we're so confident that's going to change your opinion of what you think you know about coffee that we're giving you 30% off this week, you know, and, and it's catching really hoping that we get a positive, positive reaction because I love that. Any friend that like they're talking about like, oh, I take all this, I take all that, I take this in my coffee, and I just like I'm sitting there like, uh-huh, making them a, a cup of black Gucci out of the AeroPress, and I hand it to them, and they're like, you know, give the stank face at first, and to watch their face just change into absolute joy. Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's my why favorite. I do it. I love that's why that. I do it. Yeah. You're just sitting there, good, ruined your life. Good. Yeah, like opening Start the dreaming rabbit. about $500 grinders. Yes. Opening the door to the rabbit hole. Let me just yeah. go ahead and oh, yeah. push you it's down. Harsh. <laughs> yeah um so i'm very excited to see what what comes out like you said uh, in the yeah. next year uh yeah big collabs yeah. big big collabs coming out which is sweet uh a lot of movement on the back end you know it's going to be i think the, we're going to have a lot of doors open up to us very soon we're in talks with some some pretty big people oh um if you anyone listening if you or anyone you know works for a brewery or an ice cream shop let us know <laughs> let us know we want to do course of, you know like an ice cream coffee ice cream but man i want to do a coffee stout coffee so stout. bad yeah uh, brewing brewing beer i started doing even before i started growing pot uh, mm -hmm. my uncle was a brewer and uh yeah yeah man i i love the science behind it i love oh i used to live in chico right next to sierra nevada and every time they get those hops wet man you're it's just like it was the best best smell in the world you know i love it everyone's like it just smells so weird and i'm just sitting there it like smells good it smells like, know, like uh, baking, baking bread and then like the when the hops get added in it's just like yeah. this nice bright floral citrus yeah yeah well no you get like a really like matty heavy um almost not skunkish but like you know dense breadish type of like feel to the air even because you're close enough and it was just it's so nice to me mm. coming like because i used to we used to do it in a barn you know <laughs> that thing was we do it in my apartment <laughs> that thing was hot. 
my wife. Yeah, brews. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you guys do? Uh, she just has like a five gallon mega pot. Sick. Sick. Oh, then, I'm about uh, to send you guys some beans. If you guys want to do a stout actually. She does. Uh, she hasn't done a stout yet, but I've been begging for a coffee stout. They're easy. They're easy. But comparatively to everything else, mostly IPAs. I'm from California. I didn't. I like my IPAs, but I don't get the fascination with them. You know, I never really have. I like them. You know, like. But now, man, I'm. They're almost 35. It's it's really hard for me to get through a sixer of an IPA. I'm a, pil- I'm a pilsner person. I'm a pills guy. I'm a pills guy. Not pilsner pills. Give me a crispy check pills. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or a cold. Colorado. Um, my favorite, my favorite is there. It's uh my favorite, my favorite crisp, crisp little beer there. It's summertime slammer. It's uh by True called Cold. Mm-hmm. One of the best beers I've ever had. Um, I still love my stouts. You know, I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink anything you put in front of me, of course. I'm a beer, I'm a beer geek, not a beer snob, just like coffee. I'll try anybody's coffee. You know, I love it. I like I like to get shit beans and try to make them good. Like it's just mm-hmm. part of the fun, right? Um but yeah, my, my all-time favorite has always been a stout. Call it, call it sipping my, you know, Irish house family's beer my whole life. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's always my, always been my, my thing. I've been doing cream ales recently too. If they're done right, if they're done right, they can be very refreshing. If they're done wrong, it's so disjointed and so disconnected. It's like drinking a, like a, like a, a cream soda and a, and a beer at once. It's just like, yep. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There's a people in California that have been doing one since I was a kid. It's really good. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry guys, but it's really fucking good. I like that shit. Um, yeah, man. Like like I said, any, any brewery listening true, please, please hit me back. (laughs) Anybody in California, we got you too. You know, we we were looking for breweries or, you know, businesses that align, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm, I'm starting to push into stores. Uh, and boutiques, I'm really nervous about cafes because uh, I don't want them charging five bucks extra on a latte just because it says "blah" on the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I I want to I want to uh, be able to control that and not be one of those companies that you know we we're talking about earlier on the street where I hold the same the same on the coffee end. I'm not going to be out here trying to charge you guys eighty dollars for a ten ounce bag of of some amazing coffee, but probably get you something pretty similar for 20, 22 bucks for 12 ounces. And y'all want to know the difference. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do love my geshas. I love, I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm not above going out and getting some ben, Benny Paz here and there and stuff like that. Of course, of course, of course. But do I expect everybody to, do I want to be that company that expects everybody to not really, you know, I like, I like price accessibility. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the way we're going to win in our niche is, uh, is to make sure that, Everybody can afford a t-shirt, man. Everybody everybody can go and afford a t-shirt, right? Like you, you come to our shit, you can get yourself a coffee, you can get yourself a shirt, and you can walk out and not regret it the next day. Just like fucking unlike any show we go to these days. Another thing about the the concerts, I I really want some price control on my items there. I don't want my coffees to be ten bucks. Right. For a batch brew. You know, I bought that's that better be six bucks. Max. 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 I get that. That's inflation for, you know, I got left when if we open up a cafe concept, it's going to be, uh, you know, like a very price controlled air, uh, area and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, we're always going to strive. We're always going to strive to make sure everybody can enjoy our stuff. Right. That's like the biggest thing is accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. We all, we all know, bro. We're all metalheads. We, we all, we all fucking, you know, if, if it says, if it says donation only on the fucking show, guess what we're putting doing? We're putting a dollar in, you know, <laughs> we all broke. Uh, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the name, uh, but there was a comedian one time really irritated me. He went up on stage and a classic metal head fit, right? Blue jeans, some Converse looking sneakers and a Metallica shirt. This man is not a metalhead by any means. He's up on stage doing that. And I looked it up and the shirt was about $600. The shoes were 500. The jeans were a couple hundred bucks, you know, and it's just like the, 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 the emulation of this broke boy style. I get it. I, I, I did de- delicacies of cultures are usually the, the things that are like peasant food, you know, mm-hmm. same with fashion. I get it. You, y'all like to be gritty. Um, uh, rude boy fashion came from Jamaican immigrants 
Yep. You know, like it was funny. It's the racist fucking took it over, which cracks me up to this day. But a good thing we have sharps out beating the shit out of them. Hell yeah, go sharps. It's just, it, it just boggles me that people try to emulate that shit and just make it such a high price. Why? Capitalism. Capitalism, man. Well, they're not helping. You know, like you don't look cool. And there's what I, what I mean. Like you don't look yeah, cool yeah. to me. You don't. I grew up on Irish rebellion music, right? Like my mm -hmm. family is San Francisco Irish, very, you know, I'm, I'm way out generation wise, but we've kept that, uh, that feel in our family, um, all these generations. And, uh, so I grew up on Irish rebellion music. You know, I always knew what St. Patty's was really about. And, um, it, yeah, it just it kills me when people try to cover that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. Don't they cover a whiskey in the jar can make me literally lose my shit. Like my brother would know, that if uh fucking he would put it on in a bar somebody like some kid yelled at <laughs> like the nearest person to me that says they like this song they're about to what the fuck did you do <laughs> you know i'm a calm guy but yeah don't disrespect elton john or prince in front of me or eddie van halen and don't don't call whiskey in the jar they're covered by metallica good in front of me i love y'all metallica i love y'all y'all change the game and continue to do so and you're huge stick to your music please <laughs> well zach this has been a lot of fun i have one last question for you before we go yeah what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns for beans and breakdowns i said this last time and i'll it'll fucking always be true the bay area son hard the bay the bay area there ain't no place better this is where this is where the hotbed started for northern california for hardcore you know uh we're a port there, it's a big port type area so we always get the freshest stuff you know for for our area um yeah yeah uh there's oh man the shows out there are so fucking good still they're so fucking good they're, and it's just it's it's amazing if you really want to go further in i would say oakland you know you got mm -hmm. mimos coffee out there they do some of the best ethiopians on the block they you got all like you know freaking the, the squares there like all everything in that city is just vibrant and full of culture and it's just beautiful. It's not as it's dangerous. Fuck. Yeah. But in every city is every yeah, city, every is, city is. is, you know, but I just, I, I'll always go, um, Sacramento as well. You know, it's just great. It's great. That's where the boardwalk was. I saw terror and trapped under ice mm -hmm. and one show there, it was brutal, you know, and, uh, Sacramento has got some pretty good beans. Uh, but yeah, best place for breakdowns, pro beans, breakdowns as a total. Bay Area, just so brutal there, so brutal. The, the the fans of any niche, metal, hardcore, all that, they'll mm -hmm. they're 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 true, they're true and true. Like they get down, they support, you know. And like we have a really strong, you know, you don't, you, you somebody picks uh, gets uh, falls down, you pick them back up. As mm -hmm. gang 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 as it was back in the day. You know, even with the fight after or anything like that, any, any, any misconception of the scene, you know, like we, unless there was a serious hatred between the two people, everybody got picked up, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's, they, they dealt with the beef. Um, I would pick up people I didn't like, you know, like I didn't care. You know, so I don't want them to actually get life changing hurt. hurt. Yeah. You know, but, um, oh, we're down to hit you in the face. Don't, don't oh, get no, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I'm only second scared of the Bay. Seen the show or two in Reno. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm broken now. I can't even go to those shows. I'm old and broken. I'll get, I can't, I can't even step foot in those. Everybody's, everybody's, everybody's getting messed up at a Reno show. And that's how it should be. But I'm just too old. I'm, 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 out of, I'm, I'm in Ross retirement, you know? So yes. I can't go to those no more. Shout out to Reno. Shout out to Bay though. You guys will always be. The kings of this shit, you know, Sacramento, mm -hmm. y'all are there too. Sorry, my dogs are going ape shit in the background. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but uh, uh well, yeah, man. Uh great talking to you. Uh hope we get to do this again soon. I'll send you yeah, some mystery like, as soon as I can. Likewise. Uh, I really appreciated it. Uh looking forward to to seeing some new shit coming out soon. So hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Easy. Later, bro. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Zach for hanging out on the podcast. If you haven't already, 
be sure to check out Black Coffee Co. You can find their website in the description of this episode. They have some great offerings of coffee as well as their merch. So be sure to give that a look. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up. Fuck up.